Yes, yes, we're back. Burbras. After about what three weeks, Trent, that we haven't recorded. We've been missing uh, recapping some of the big games over the past few weeks. Just top notch offense. Julio 300 Jones, <laughs> Matt Ryan, just everything. So, first off, how you doing tonight, Trent? I'm I'm talking and everything rambling. Go ahead, man. How you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm in a great mood, of course. I'm the uh, well, I'm the the resident Charlotte native, so of course it feels great to because uh, it's been a while. Well, we won last year, but of course, I mean, at that point, the Panthers were headed to the playoffs, and we were headed um, we were headed home, so that win didn't really mean anything at the end of the day. But this win this week has just been lovely. Of course, I'm listening to Charlotte Sports Radio every day of the week and just hearing the Panthers in panic mode has just been wonderful. Right. Yeah, the, the Panthers fans have been befuddled <laughs> in our favorite word recently. But, uh, man, 48-33 this past Sunday. Uh, last Monday beat the Saints 45-32. And before that, 35-28 over the Raiders. We last spoke, uh, spoke to you all. It was after that Bucks loss, but Falcons are rolling. Offense clicking on all cylinders. Your boy Kyle Shanahan and Matt Ryan seem to be on the same page. We've seen a, a, a very assertive and aggressive Matt Ryan with throwing the ball deep. He hasn't made too many mistakes. The team has executed in the red zone, which has been has been great. But also, we've had long passes like seeing Julio Jones have twelve catches and. 300 yards this past uh this past week uh, is the offense of course and then you know we'll talk about the defense a little later but but let's look at the positives the offense Matt Ryan not only throwing to Julio but I think the difference from last year was he's, he's spreading the ball around he has a lot more options Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman are, are balling in backfield two-headed monster and then you got Tammy Sanu and also even Taylor Gabriel and Aldrick Robinson Austin Hooper had a touchdown this past game is the offense uh, finally bearing the fruits of, of what we thought um, Kyle Shanahan would bring us? Yeah, I think this offense is, of course, it's it's indicative of the uh, evolving relationship of Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan. I mean, you you said it earlier. Basically, last year we we were productive, we were efficient at one point. I guess the earlier part of the season we were efficient, but it was always Julio, Julio, Julio. I mean, we everyone remembered Roddy White being pissed off because he wasn't receiving a lot of attention. But in the, in these four games, Matt Ryan has hit um, at least, I think he hit eight or more, tar, uh, eight or more receivers, eight or more receivers is, is called at least one reception. So that shows you just how much he's spreading the wealth around. And you alluded to those weapons we have. You saw Taylor Gabriel get involved um, on Sunday and we've seen Alzac Robinson, I think that's the biggest um, difference to me is the fact that everyone is getting involved. This is not just uh, Julio's offense. It's, it's who we're going to the hot hand. We're going to whoever's open. And I think Matt Ryan is very um, he's very comfortable with that. And also the fact that Shanahan has implemented a little more of tempo styles. And it is it's not consistently. It's more of when he sees that when he sees the opportunity. So I think um, Matt Ryan is definitely benefiting from that all from the up temple offense as well. Yeah, we we've talked about that that even before there was a bird buzz. We've always said, why isn't Matt Ryan? Why aren't we going no huddle? Even when Dirk Cutter was offensive coordinator, it's like when he's able to just you know get in and play, just play and let it go, let it hang out. He's less prone to make 
bad passes and throw those picks. I mean, he had a pick in, uh, I guess, in the shadow of his own end zone, but that was, I think that was tip. Yeah. So that, that one you couldn't really put on him, but, but even though, I mean, I guess I hate to bring up the bad, but that was even one play call that was questionable throwing the ball when you probably just want to get, get some room. And then there were some plays where I don't he, think the, the play call was necessarily bad. I think the decision by Matt Ryan was bad because that was like, it was high, a high traffic area. I mean, yeah. You're veteran quarterback to maybe throw the ball away or not force it in. I honestly like the aggressive. I like because if you remember from the game on Sunday, we started a lot of uh, possessions like in our like five year I mean five yeah. yard line or just like two three three yard line. And we were aggressive from the <laughs> from the two yard line. I mean we were slinging the ball. Yeah. So I actually like that aggression. However, I think that was an instance where Matt Ryan should have looked elsewhere or not tried to force it in. Uh, well, personally, just run the ball right there. But yeah, Andy Lee, that was one bright spot for the Panthers. He can he had four punts inside of twenty, and and like you said, it didn't even matter because for the <laughs> most part we were still scoring and getting downfield. I mean, number eleven, like I said earlier, twelve receptions, three hundred yards. Panthers really wish they had Josh Norman on Sunday because it was nothing they could do to stop Julio. It was just like playing Madden 04 or something. You just tap, tap <laughs> circle, uh, tap or whoever your receiver was. And you to come down with it. Yeah, just launch it like you was throwing a Randy Moss or something on a fly. I mean, it was – man, it was it was great to see. But, come on, we're Falcons fans. Everybody yeah. listening is most likely a Falcons fan. Are, are your expectations tempered? Are you how, – how do you really feel? Like, I'm excited as well. But we're realistic, man. We, we know we know heartbreak. We started what five and zero last year, oh, and yeah. it was optimism and yeah, let's go Falcons. And then, you know, we turned back to the same old, same old Falcons <laughs> for the most of our franchise history. But what is give me your your realism? I know you're optimistic. I know you're always you know happy for your team. But well, how are you feeling going to especially with this Broncos game coming up? That's going to be our first big test. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a big test and. Even I guess it was funny because after well the only podcast we've had episode we've had this week um, this year was uh, after the loss against the Bucks and that that was a very <laughs> somber podcast and everyone was like oh lord oh like you know what I'm saying we're still we're still facing a lot of trouble and yeah I, I felt like the Raiders win going to Oakland and pulling that win out that was a big win or coming back home and. Um, Get, pulling out this win against the Panthers, that was a big win also. But at the same time, you just – like right now, the Panthers are a shell of themselves. So you don't necessarily know what that team will – like if that is a playoff team. So I hate to say – I feel like I'm saying this every other week that, okay, this is the big this is the big test. This is the big game. But these next two games, we have to travel to Denver and we have to travel to Seattle. Those, those two are the biggest tests. Like – this Denver team is a, is a complete team. We saw that the Panthers, of course, with them losing Josh Norman, their secondary is is ridiculous, and they don't even have a a front four to help out that um, secondary. But with this uh, with this Denver defense, you do not have to worry about that. Every position, they have somebody that's capable of being a um, being a Pro Bowler. So this will be the big test. 
I don't expect to see Matt Ryan throwing 500 yards again. <laughs> um, but he has to let. Hey, I will. I will say limit the turnovers because I'll give him one. He's good for one turnover a game anyway, so I'll give him that. But if he limits the turnovers, then our offense should be uh, should be set. Yeah, yeah. You kind of mentioned the teams we played previous. Looking at the numbers now, I guess it's not really not really vindictive, but I guess it kind of shows you the trend of these defenses. But Oakland is dead last in total defense. Uh, I guess looking at net yardage and also um, New Orleans, of course, woke defense. And actually we're, we're the 30th. We're, uh, we're at the bottom as well. But <laughs> as we know, and we'll talk, like I said, we'll talk about defense later And Carolina is not, is uh, kind of middle of the pack. Tampa Bay is a uh, middle of the pack as well. So, it, it, you know, those, those previous tests, I mean, Denver, we'll keep, you know, we'll bring it up later with, all those guys they have on defense, and you know that's what they have. That's what won them the Super Bowl last year, and it's been the same way so far this year. You got Von Miller, Matt Ryan is, you know, he's been showed his escapability this season, and so we really have to see that this year. And that's something that we also didn't really bring up much is the offensive line. That's a big difference from last year to this year. We got a, a center in Alex Mack who was a Pro Bowler brought him in and he hasn't missed a beat. And that was something that was kind of shaky last year. And the offensive line has been pretty stout. And I mean, even the defense we played have been shaky. That's still, yeah. that consistency I'm, really helps. I'm still skeptical on our offensive line. I did read something. It might've been from Vaughn, but, um, well, Vaughn McClure. Um, and they were stating that the biggest um, difference for, for Matt Ryan this year is, he hasn't had to make those pre-play calls. Those mm. those are actually going to Alex Mack. So Alex Mack are making those decisions, for, um, which is definitely helping out Matt Ryan. He doesn't necessarily have to um, call out the the Mike and the Sam and the, um, the different. The, you don't have to call out what the defense is giving him. Alex Mack is doing that for him. So I think that is a very that's beneficial, and that's probably a big difference from last year. But I'm still skeptical of, to say that this offensive line. Is um is better than what we had from last year, just because. Like you, I mean, the Panthers' front four is horrendous. They were sending blitzes, and they still couldn't get to Matt Ryan. And of course, we know what the Raiders and um, Bucks gave us. But the Broncos will be a situation where they can send four. They don't have to send any linebackers to get to um, to get to Matt Ryan. And I'm pretty sure they they probably won't. So that will be a difference maker for um we're offering something that we probably haven't seen this year. Yeah. Yeah. The offense will, will get a good test. And right now our offense has been our best defense. We know we can always go down and get points. So this will really be a big test um, going, going into Denver. Any thoughts on any other guys on offense? Uh, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman. I mean, Julio, I know we hadn't spoken much about him, but his, his numbers speak for themselves. Like what? What more can you say about that, man? The thing about, like, I guess the most impressive thing to me about Julio was the fact that everyone, every Falcons fans know that right now, that he's not 100%. He's been dealing with calf and ankle injuries since the preseason. And on that play where he caught the slant and took it 80 yards, I'm like, and this guy's dealing with calf injuries? <laughs> like, <laughs> this. 
Like it's incredible. Just the fact, like if he's able, I don't know. I guess the what if of if he if he was ever a hundred percent because of, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But it's just it's it's ridiculous, honestly. A hundred percent, Julio. I mean, damn. <laughs> just <laughs> thinking about it, and like if he was hundred percent. We putting up video game numbers. I mean, that was, those were video game numbers last week, but we really putting up all the time. I mean, of course, he fell, what, 37 yards short of tying or 38 yards short of uh, breaking yeah, the, the right. receiving record. And Matt Ryan was 50 – said uh, the record's 554. He had 503, so about 52 yards short. So, oh, both of those guys. And before, I mean, yeah, before we move ahead, I also want to shout out Matt Ryan for being the uh, Offensive Player of the Month. I mean, of course, we hadn't had a podcast since yeah. uh, he received the Offensive Player of the Month award. Should get Player of the Week uh, after after that week. I'm sure fantasy owners were. Oh, I, I had Matt Ryan and Julio, so I was loving There you go. Yeah. Double trouble right there. <laughs> So uh talked about the offense, we talked about the past few weeks, strong play of the offense, but the defense, they have not been too good. They've been quite porous, been a lot of injuries. So I'll talk about the injuries first with the linebackers. Sean Witherspoon, who came back to the Falcons after being waived after an injury play, first stint, played with Arizona last year, came back, and he actually ruptured his Achilles tendon after – the game or in the game this past Sunday against against the Panthers, so he's done for the year. Corresponding move to to get some linebacker depth. We got picked up AJ Hawk, former Packer, most notably, but he played with the Bengals last year, and so they the Falcons released O'Brien Schofield, who they re-signed after he was uh on the street in the whole uh, preseason early after playing with the Falcons last year. So there's a lot of injuries. Who else is uh banged up? Devondre Campbell. Deion Jones. Um, yeah, Deion Jones a little banged up, so. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. And this was the position Paul that we that was talking about. out. Who's all right? Who else was out, you said? Paul Warlow. Paul Warlow. And, and this was a, a core that we said, and then also the, the front office said, we want to get faster and, and younger at that position. And you got to sign a 32-year-old guy who's, you know, in the week, going into week five, and he still doesn't have a team. That kind of shows you, yeah. Of course, maybe lost a step, but you know AJ Hawk is the guy who's gonna have to come in and shore up some linebacker depth. We'll have Leroy Reynolds, I believe, is uh, going to be called on to step up Goodness. and play some linebacker. Uh, he was mainly a special teams guy. Special teams, so, yeah. So Falcons digging deep to to get some guys to, to play linebacker, but overall the defense. I've been. I was pretty um, encouraged by the pass rush against the Panthers. I mean, of course, they were down a few offensive linemen and had some shuffling, but you know, Dwight Freeney with his patented spin move and everybody had some. We had some good rushes. Uh, this pass move also. Like, <laughs> who is that, Vic? No, I said he had the fake spin move. Oh yeah, the fake. Yeah, he got the sack on the fake spin move. So it's just like the pass rush was looking pretty good. Derek Shelby had some plays. He was in the backfield, so. I think, and also um, before you, uh, let me cut you off. But about the linebackers, would you saying that the front office wanted to um, wanted more speedy, speedier guys? And that's the thing I actually hate because I feel like Deion Jones is like he's coming, he's coming on strong. So I think just for him to have this in this calf injury, 
I hope that doesn't slow him down because that is a he is a guy that I could see he like that he was taking Paul Warlow's position in the first place before the injury. So I hate it because this like he is he's a speedier guy. If we can get Devondre Campbell back, hopefully, because he's also a speedier guy. I think that's what I've noticed with this defense this year is that we were we had more speed within our linebacker core than we've had in in the recent years. Well, I did see Deion. I mean, Deion Jones, of course, he had the pick six against the Saints. He was a defensive rookie of the month and all that. But in coverage, he's been picked on a lot. I've seen. I did like – well, I will say what I liked from him was he was playing tough, man. Cam threw the ball at him after that first down in the first quarter. And there was a few other plays where he really got in Cam. And he was the one who – I mean, I don't like seeing guys get hurt. But, you know, Cam tried to fluff – into the end zone with two point conversion, and Deion Jones you know, had to smack him, even though Cam still got it. But let's show you, you know, yeah, Deion got Jones wasn't playing. Well, what's your thoughts on that secondary? I know we, our group text is always buzzing with, dang, Robert Offord has <laughs> an appearance. But Robert Offord had to pick six, and then he had another pick late in the game, which yeah, I mean, yeah, to me, it still didn't time. really make up for it. But exactly, it's garbage time. Yeah. And um, oh my God! Right, like it's not. I can't say enough about that guy. But also, this is scary for me. These next two weeks are scary for me because, Robert, like who the oh those opposing wide receivers that we're going to see. We're going to see Demarius Thomas. We're going to see Emmanuel Sanders. We're going to see Doug Baldwin. Um, I don't. I think there's a there's a rookie in Seattle that's coming along. Also, I can't think of his name. At the, yeah, they got um, a few guys. Paul. They got Paul Richardson. They got Tyler Lockett. Yeah, yeah like, they got like some that. guys that can. That'll be yeah, so we'll we'll see more open offenses that we'll probably pick on our offense because they know that he can't guard anybody and if he does he's, he's an automatic pass interference. Um I'm hoping Jalen Collins can come back and and contribute ASAP because he's a bigger guy and which is where most of your corners now are going anyway, the more bigger physical corners rather than your smaller guys. So I think Hopefully Jalen Collins can come back and be a uh, be, be a guy to plug in ASAP. I like Keanu Neal. He hasn't been there the entire season. He, I think this is his second game. Yeah, second. Yeah, this is his second game, and he's he's also contributing hard. He's a of course he's a a hard hitter, so he's going to have those wideouts. They're going to keep their eyes open for uh, Keanu Neal. Yeah, and even with Collins, I was reading earlier that he may not. They may use a roster exemption before they activate them. So we may not be without Jalen Collins. So so I think they'll probably pick – they may pick up another linebacker for more depth, but we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, the defense uh, has been, been shaking. It's, I think more than anything it's been the uh, – well, there are a couple games where the pass rush wasn't there, but the secondary – and, of course, the secondary and the pass rush work in concert, but the secondary has been uh, – Pretty shaky, and of course, it's still a young core for the most part back there. With with guys like Neil Brian Poole, who stepped up as an undrafted free agent, uh, Kamal Ishmael, and and um, John Blank, Ricardo Allen. So, and that's the thing. I think. I mean, it's all about that front. Like, it's all about that front four. And how many players do you have to send to get to the quarterback? Because if you if you have to send your linebackers to get to the quarterback, then of course. I mean, Matt Ryan, that's what Matt Ryan did to the Panthers. He ate their uh, defense apart because they couldn't get there with their front four. So I think 
it is about that defensive line. We do have to continue. To, we got to play. We got to continue to get to uh, get to the quarterback. They did they uh, last. They did that on Sunday. I hope they can do that again. I don't know if it's Paxton Lynch or uh, Trevor Simeon yet. I mean, whoever's back there, they're gonna have to get there. It's looking like it may be Simeon. He said he was feeling pretty good as we kind of transition into looking at Denver, the reigning Super Bowl champions. Uh, what's what's their record right now? Let me on the beat four now. Four now, undefeated. Yeah. Trevor, yeah, it can't it just come up, came off beating uh, Tampa Bay twenty-seven to seven, and people didn't know what what is Trevor Simeon going to do? It's a seven-round pick. He didn't have a good career at Northwestern, but I mean, I mean he hasn't been answered much, so I won't give him all that credit. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I, I don't know, man. Like Simeon. Or even Lynch, who knows? We know that that team has some, yeah, they have some weapons and can't count them out. And then you got to think about the defense. Is this the first, this is going to be the first real test for Matt Ryan and company? Where, you know, where are we stand with that? So, what are some of the keys you're looking at with this Broncos game? Yeah, I think as long as we don't, like, for example, Matt Ryan, I think I spoke to it earlier when I was saying basically limit the turnovers because. I don't. I'm, I know the defense scored last um, last week. I don't know if they scored every uh, week of the uh, every week of the season so far. But that defense does a lot of like they score off turnovers. They put their offense into positions to score. So if Matt and Ryan, if our offense can limit our turnovers or not have any turnovers, then we will be in a, uh, in, a in a perfect spot. That. I'm not too scared of their offense. They do have – we haven't been able to stop the run, which, I mean, they have C.J. Anderson. He's a, a pretty good runner. And they also have Demaris Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, as I spoke to earlier. I'm still – that's what I am worried about, though. I'm worried about the weapons on offense. I'm, I'm Their quarterback, they're going to get the ball out. Ace. They're going to get the ball out quick. So it's going to be – it's going to be tough on our deep, from a defensive standpoint and an offensive standpoint. I just hope that our offense can limit the turnovers. Therefore, if they can limit the turn- turnovers, then we can stay in this game. If not, we may get ran off the field. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be – that's definitely going to be key. And then you're looking at the matchup of Julio Jones versus Akeem Tlaib. It's another key matchup to the best at their positions, respective positions in the league. And, and Yeah, and Von Miller, oh, low, like <laughs> – Yes. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna definitely be a But this is a test that we need. Like you know what I'm saying? These next two. Right, oh yeah. This It'll is be, because be the, the perfect barometer. It's funny because I hate hearing the fact like I hear I hate hearing the Falcons talked about on national media. And I think the ESPN had a, a segment on the Falcons It's like, oh my God, please stop. Don't talk about this. Don't just leave us alone. All right. Let us let us stay under the radar. I don't. I mean, you know, I don't even really care because I get enough trash from trash off from other people. Like, oh, the Falcons, y'all, y'all did this last year. Y'all gonna be trash. I'm like, and then fans, the teams who only won, like Panthers fans, all them. You know, you know, you know, you know, our boy Jonathan. He 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 came at me on through the text message talking about you know we can't talk any trash. I'm like, y'all supposed to be a you know. NFC champs from last year, and y'all just got ran out of ran off the field. 
So but that's why it takes these games like this, for example. Like this is a contender pretender game right here. Like these next two weeks actually are a contender pretender game. It's going to show what our team is actually made of. We're winning the game we're supposed to. I mean, yeah, the Panthers was a big game, but that is a home game. We beat that team last year. So it's, I don't know, I think we're in a, we're in a perfect spot. After the, since the, I guess the first quarter has, uh, the first quarter of the season has concluded, we're in a great spot at three and one. However, now we need to carry that momentum into the, uh, second quarter of the season because we all <laughs> you were just talking about that but we all remember what happened last year yeah we can't forget i mean i actually forgot about it but now that we're starting it so strong i'm like dang <laughs> we did start we did start like this last year yeah, <laughs> so it's so it's like man we gotta temper expectations let's see how we play against a good team and in the seattle game uh, after this one is going to be another Tough test, but we shall see. Uh, any last words or shout outs or any observations about the Falcons before we wrap this thing up, man? No, just, I mean, just what I was just saying before that these next two weeks are basically, it's going to show if we're contending or pretending. I mean, I've, I guess I've held out on most of the trash talk now. I'm trying to, <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm comforting Panthers fans. <laughs> Which is, I love to be in that position, but still, I mean, this right here is a contender versus pretender. So I'll hold out all, um, I guess I'll, I'll hold out on being critical. All right. Well, Trent is taking the high road, trying to avoid any, um, I guess, karmic justice, maybe the right phrase. <laughs> Not have our team, you know, finish the rest of the season uh, winless or something like that. Who knows? I hope it doesn't end up like that, but let's hope not. So uh, it's been Bird Bros. Of course, everybody follow us on Twitter. You got AD been holding down, tweeting, power tweeting the past few weeks uh, oh, during cool. the game, holding it down on the Twitter at Bird Bros. Facebook, you can find us at Bird Bros. We, we really got to keep uh, keep up our social media presence and tweeting and Facebook posting and everything. So, Stay engaged with us on there. If you all want to send us an email, questions, comments, you like the show, you hate the show, birdbrus at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ron Brown. I'm always tweeting about the Falcons. Trent at underscore T Little. That's T E E L I T T L E. Since sometimes he forgets uh, his correct Twitter. So I'll, I'll just say it for him. <laughs> but, but of course, that's all the ways you can find us. Keep listening, checking us out. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Rate comment and also listen to us on soundcloud and stitcher radio just google us you should be able to find bird bros but with all that said thanks for listening to us keep checking us out keep cheering the falcons on and hey keep talking that trash man i ain't even tripping if you do just keep just keep talking just keep talking even if you're losing keep talking that's how i do it that's the way you hold it now other than that we out peace Thank you.